Well, hello, and welcome to the Perspective Podcast, where we explore money through a spiritual lens. I'm Elle, a certified financial planner and a witchy old soul who just so happens to be going through a spiritual awakening myself. I launched this podcast to provide practical tips for stepping into your own wealth, purpose, and sovereignty as you navigate your own spiritual awakening. I lean on my own experiences in finance to look at money through the lens of energy, spirituality, science, and intuition. You'll gain financial knowledge to step into your soul's highest purpose and prosperity through a combination of episodes focused purely on financial terms, but also we'll explore a variety of spiritual topics as they relate to your money and wealth. If you're ready to step into ease and flow in your financial life and let that ripple across every single aspect of your life, stay tuned. Hello friends, I have tried recording this intro three times today, and you know what? It sounded so sad and depressed because this has been a hard week in the world in terms of energy and what's going on in the world. There is so much polarity and so much pain and suffering, and it's hard to get on this podcast today and sound upbeat and sound excited. And I listened to my intro and I was just like, oh my gosh, I'll like cheer up, you know? (laughs) So that's how it's been this week. I think we're all feeling that regardless of what you believe is really going on. It's been sad and it's been hard to see the separation and the anger and the hate on all sides. And I don't want to bypass that, but I also don't want to give energy to that frequency. And so I'm re-recording this for the fourth time, and I want you to know that there is love and there is light and there is hope in the world. And the more we can turn off the mainstream media and focus on holding a high frequency in our own lives focus on our mission, focus on spreading love, focus on teaching others how to heal their pain and their suffering, the better the world will become. We have to hold that vision. And it's so hard to do. You know, it's so hard to do sometimes. And this week really brought me down and I worked very little the last few days. I just had to transmute a lot of that dark energy, but I'm here. And I am going to introduce you to a astrocartographer. I doubt you've ever met one before. Her name is Meg Knox Davies, and she lives in Ireland. And I was really called to bring her on because of my own experiences with astrology and wanting to dive a little bit deeper into the different aspects and of how you can use astrology in your life. If you don't know much about astrology, um, go back to the first episode we did on astrology on the podcast, which is focused a little bit more on basics and the general principles and talking about how you can use astrology in your career. Today, we're covering astrology in a different way, and Meg is explaining how you can use it to see where you are most in alignment in different areas of the world and where you should or could be living and traveling. It's extremely interesting to me because I feel so called to certain areas of the world and I consider myself 
a world traveler. I've been traveling for the last 15 years with my husband all over the world, but we keep finding ourselves attracted to the same areas. Even though we're exploring different countries with every trip, we find ourselves going back over and over and over again to Central and South America, to areas where the Incans and the Mayans lived. And I have absolutely no doubt that if I were to pull up my chart, and look at the astrocartography, I would have some connection there in past lives, I have no doubt. But also, I think that I would also be very close to a ley line or an energy line that is in alignment for me right now because I left my hometown to move here because the energy was so strong and powerful. So I can't wait to actually dive in and look at my chart after this episode. And what's cool about Meg is she actually gives you the resources to look it up yourself. But I would highly recommend you check out this podcast episode if you're interested in learning more about how you can combine your chart with geography. Um, Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Um, so yeah, so thanks for hopping on. Where are you located? So I am, I'm living in Ireland, but I, I am South African from, of origin. So I was born in South Africa and we moved to Ireland, uh, six years ago. Yeah. Okay. And was this a part, uh, looking at your astrogeography chart? Is that how you decided to move to Ireland or was it for other reasons? It was, it was for other reasons, but now it aligns. It aligns now that I know uh, astrogeography. Yeah, I um, I only found astrocartography when I moved over here. And when I found it, it kind of blew my mind that that's something like that existed. Yeah. So how, so growing up, you can tell a little bit of your story and like how you came into learning about astrology, astrogeography. Yeah. Have you always been like kind of tapped into that stuff growing up or was this just a discovery? Yeah. So um, I've always been really interested in astrology and I knew a little bit about astrology and, you know, like, you know, sun, moon, rising, all of that sort of stuff growing up. But yeah, and I think I've always been a wanderer or a traveler of some kind. So um, my mom is um, originally from Canada and met and fell, my, fell in love with my dad by chance in, in Canada and moved to South Africa for love. And that has kind of always been her story. And I think she often says the reason that both her kids moved to new countries is because she kind of opened that door for them and, mm-hmm. and said it was okay to move, like, you know, move away from home. So, um, yeah, I, I, I've done quite a bit of traveling and lived in America. I was an au pair in America for a bit and did a bit of traveling and really when I first moved to Ireland, the route that I went was actually to talk about it through a blog that I wrote about, you know, how the practical stuff about how you, how you move over to a country when you've got a different passport and work permits and all of the little details and everything. And then I found out about astrocartography and realized that actually, like the energy lines and the planetary, the planets and everything kind of all align to finding like a really good place for you to thrive um, in the world and and then it kind of made sense because I was like using my own examples like my mom's chart and like you know the things that connected to to Canada and the things that 
like brought it to South Africa kind of all made sense and and then I was using like my brother's chart he's moved to Mauritius like so far away from where I am and mm-hmm. it's just like all of those experiences that I myself have gone through and my family have gone through kind of all aligned to astrogeography uh, or astrocartography and yeah, now I just want to give that to everyone. Instead of giving them the practical information of like, you know, what work permit to find, actually <laughs> let's work out what energy is like really like living there for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're living yeah. life according to the energy and what's in the stars. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. And so could you explain what astrocartography is as well as astrogeography? Yes. Because I don't know the difference and I'm really not that familiar with either. So astrocartography is the official term for it um it was created by a guy named Jim Lewis in the late uh, 70s so it's not actually been around for all that long um and he he basically has taken the natal chart like the astrology birth chart and he's mapped it onto the world like onto the world and um it it kind of picks up on different energies depending on um on how your your birth chart looks and that's why it's really important to kind of make sure you're getting a reading with somebody that understands your birth chart um, because not all sun lines are going to be great and not all you know moon lines are going to be great and you know all of that sort of stuff it kind of impacts back to a personal experience uh, based on on your birth chart and and then the spin-off uh, of astrocartography is astrogeography and astrology of place astrology relocation astrology astrology they're all kind of the saying the same thing though like the the term astrocartography has been copyrighted so people are limited to you know how they can use that um and so that's why i think all of these other terminologies have like kind of opened up um, okay that makes sense because i've heard that term but i noticed you didn't use it on your website so you can't use it because it's copyrighted which seems silly yeah Um, (laughs) even though it seems like it's an ancient science right it's like it is yeah, even though it was discovered in the 70s, it sounds like it's something that has existed long before then, and he just discovered Definitely. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I think he just put it into, um, like, yeah terms that we can understand but yeah it definitely has um, existed for for a lot longer. Um, and yeah so that's um, that's the story of astrocartography how it works is. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with the birth chart, but it's, you know, the birth chart's round and it's got different angles. So um, AC, your rising sign is kind of like centers around um, awareness of yourself and how you feel. And then DC is like your relationships with other people. Um, And then you've got the midheaven at the top, which is um, your work and career and how you show up in the world. And then the IC at the bottom is your home and your family and your foundations and um those all those four angles they all match up on onto astrocartography maps so in the world you'll have them running through waves like they'll go acdc rc and 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 mcr sort of running up and down and um yeah they they literally can I mean, obviously, like I get a lot of clients, they go like, oh, well, all my sun, you know, my sun line is in the water. And you're like, well, I mean, most of the, most of the map, if you spread it out, there's a lot of water around, right? right? 
but it's not there's only that's only one line there's four lines for sun so it's just okay. maybe that one focus is maybe you know you're looking at it because it's you know that one is that particular one is is running through the water but that's not to say you can't harness all of your sun energy it's just that one particular line is unfortunately oh, running through. So you can yeah. look at the four to get a better idea of, you know, where you might resonate in the world. Exactly. And so how does that relate to like your past or past lives? I don't know if you believe in, you know, incarnate yes. reincarnation, but yes. it seems like they're connected somehow. Can you talk to that, speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, so I, my my specialty in astrology is evolutionary astrology. And so that like, fully believes in past lives or um you know yeah that you were you were, you come into this world with a karmic um destiny and you know that your dharma and your life purpose and so you can definitely map that on astrocartography you can definitely see where the best places are for you to align to your life purpose in this world life purpose doesn't have to necessarily mean like the type of job you're going to be doing um or what you know what you want to you know what you want to be um life purpose can be like as something as simple as just finding community or sharing your truth or using your voice those kinds of things um and then when you look at past life so you, you if you look at the node lines on um astrocartography they sometimes bring up um some of their past life experience or they can because evolutionary astrology talks to finding um not letting go of that south node but like incorporating the skills that you've learned from past lives and bringing more balance by going towards this you know north node mm -hmm. true north calling and so those node lines definitely do balance they bring a bit of a balance to what you're good at and what your what you know what your past life was like to what your, your you know your your new challenges or your new lessons are in this lifetime mm -hmm. and then very often uh, I have found that clients when they're looking at RC lines because that's home and family lines they often relate to going like I have no idea why I am obsessed with like Indian food I've never been to India and I have no inclination to go there but I feel drawn to like Indian food as an example that very often is like that's probably a past life like that mm -hmm. line might signify that that was like some, some time in your lifetime you've lived there or been there um and you just don't recall it <laughs> that makes a lot of sense I feel really drawn to <clears throat> Central and South America for some reason like the ancient cultures the in Peru and the Incans and the Mayans and I always wonder, I'll have to do a reading with you because I wonder, you know, about that, yeah. whether I've uh, lived lives there because we keep getting drawn, my husband and I both keep getting drawn to going to the same areas of the world. Amazing. You know, we feel like we've been there before. It's really crazy. Yeah. I totally believe in all this. It's really interesting. What about you? Do you have like connections to certain areas of the world? I, um, so I, I do have some, I have some lines that, um, that that signify my mom so like Canada like although we didn't like I wasn't born in Canada but she was there are I do have some lines that run through Canada which makes a lot of sense um and then I, I think I actually have one that goes through Sri Lanka which is just off the coast of India which I'm really desperate to go to um because I think that would be yeah that feels like a soul like a, a need for my soul to like just go there and release whatever whatever's mm -hmm. there yeah 
Well, that's really neat. So if you looked at my chart, would you lay it over an astrocartography map? How does that work? Do you use software for that? No, so it's completely free software. I actually yeah. have a video on Instagram. You just go to astro.com mm -hmm. and um, you can you can create a guest profile and you fill in your details. And then at the top, um, they have like a, like, I think it's called a hamburger like menu where you click on it and it opens up um, locational astrology and it's called Astro Click Travel. And that brings up the whole map for you. Um, it's pretty wild. Um, I suppose the, like, and then, yeah, you can, astro.com Astro gives you, like, if you click on a part of the map, um, it'll tell you the closest line um, for you. So wherever you're living, as an example. Okay. And you want to get, um, so Astro Cartography will, I mean, the astro.com will tell you, like, I don't know, it's like, th you know, a thousand kilometers or 2000 miles away from, from you. Um, you want to be, as close as you can to that land to feel that energy, but you can live slightly far away from it. Um, so as I think um, some, some astrologers will say 700 miles or 500 miles. I personally like to get it like really, really close mm -hmm. uh, because especially when you're dealing with clients that live in Europe, like if you start saying 700 miles, you're like in another country, it's like yeah. so far away. Like I suppose it's a little bit different in, in the States when you're looking at the States, it's like, you know, you, you still feel like you're in the same country, but like, if you think about like, if you start moving to different States, mm -hmm. the, the, even that energy is going to change. So I like to keep it small. Um, I work in kilometers. So I say 250 kilometers, which I think is like 300 miles mm -hmm. or, but like, don't quote me on that if it's wrong. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's um, yeah, it's, we, we deal in miles, no big deal. But yeah, I was curious about that because I, my husband and I left our hometown in George, the South of the United States, the deep South yeah. to move to an area that we both felt really, really called to and drawn to that we didn't know really well. And so now we live in the Charlottesville, Virginia area, okay. which is like central East coast, but it's in the mountains. So we moved from the beach to the mountains. Wow. And I'm really curious to pull up my chart and see if it's close. I think it might be, but I, I just feel it. Like, I feel like it is, but it would be so interesting to see if I was so off, you know, with yeah. where we moved, because we certainly didn't consult the stars. We just kind of no. went by feeling and intuition. Yeah. Uh, so that is really interesting. I'm going to have to look that up. I do find like, I think the best readings that I've done are people that have like moved on their own or felt called to go somewhere on their own. And they're just seeking that validation of like, you know what, mm -hmm. it makes sense. Like I can see it makes sense. Um, Cause I had that myself. I didn't know astrophotography existed when I moved to Ireland. We chose because we got a job and things worked out and we arrived here and it, like, it's been such a change. And I felt like our personalities have slightly changed or our goals or our vision or whatever we were planning on doing when we first arrived, like kind of evolved slightly uh, since moving here and it, for the better. And so that, and that translates in, into astrophotography as well. Like it makes sense. Do you find that people sometimes based on their chart have a reason to be somewhere for a specific amount of time and then they move like are there different is there often do you see multiple places that could be in alignment where they end up moving from one to another later in life or retiring somewhere else yeah so I um I have a lot of uh clients that are digital nomads so they've been to like multiple places they've moved around a lot or they've like 
that and they're now like looking for a place to settle and the the really neat thing about um astrophotography is there's no one place that you can drive like there's multiple places and so um like the, literally the the map is wide open like the world is wide open for you in terms of like what your um what your needs are and definitely um i have like clients that are living on challenging lines and they know they're living on challenging lines and they feel that and mm -hmm. um, it's like they're still learning a lesson or there's still a challenge that they're here to overcome and there's a like a definite reason why they've chosen to to be there um, or why they continue to be there um, and so those clients are definitely aware that like this isn't forever I, I just need to like get through whatever I'm getting through right now and then you know now I know that there are other options or other like other locations that I can move to um, in the future that would offer me a better way of living mm -hmm. than what I'm currently being challenged for right now. Mm -hmm. So what are the challenging lines? Like explain more about that in terms of the charts. Like, is it certain aspects to your Jupiter, or Mars, Neptune? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, so up. I mean, it, it really does come down to, it can be like, there's so many different iterations. Like it, it really does come down to what your chart is like. So, um, you know, like, and it can be something as simple as like, you have no fire energy and you're on a fire, you're on a Mars oh, line. So this bringing that, that a lot describes of me. I don't have any fire energy. <laughs> don't you? Okay. So yeah, like, so, you know, like, and some people that don't have fire energy, um, know that that like, like having a bit of Mars energy is actually like, it's, it's a good thing, but like too much of a good thing is also a bad thing like so sometimes you know like so you know you can move to a place that has a lot of fire energy and um your chart supports that uh, and then that works well for you and then you can move to uh, you know mars has a lower expression of being slightly aggressive or too assertive or um even mm -hmm. violent like you know there's there's extremes and there's like high vibe and there's low vibe to everything so um you know I would say that, um, like, I can give examples of what uh, each of those lines are, like, could feel like, but without looking at your chart and knowing if it's negatively aspected or what house it's in or what, like, what else is, like, lying around there, mm -hmm. it, it plays out completely differently for, mm -hmm. for each person. Yeah. It's really individual. I think that's why most people should consult a professional and not try to uh, interpret your own chart, right? It's interesting to yeah. look at your chart, but then somebody like you can come in and really tell, weave the story and tell you, yeah, you know, the places that might align the most, and and yeah. even in terms of travel, right? Like if you're planning a trip or somewhere in the world, you might be able to say where the more challenging places might be versus the more exactly, uh, yeah, yeah, the ones that are more in alignment. So do you do that as well in your readings? Tell people where they should travel or do they ever ask that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. So I, I, so in my, the reading that I offer is 75 minutes long. And then I, I always ask them to give me their, obviously they have to give me their birth details and their time. So that's the first place we look at. We look at your birth location. That's the energy that you were born with. So even if you're not living in your hometown, um, you're still carrying that energy with you no matter what. Um, and then I look at the current place that they're living, so the current location, and then they have the opportunity to share 
anything and everywhere I've had like clients where they've given me like 50 countries that they've like they just want to see everything and then other clients are like I literally only want to look at one specific place Mm -hmm. don't talk to me about anything else and Mm -hmm. so it's really just up to what they're wanting to look at and how much we can fit in to 75 Mm -hmm. minutes because it's a lot (laughs) yeah that is a lot and you also do natal chart readings as a separate um, service okay yeah interesting so um, I don't know how much you know about like the different aspects. Well, I wanted to ask, where did you, did you tr- teach yourself? Are you self-taught or did you have a mentor? Cause you seem to be really well-versed and understand the chart and all of that pretty well. Yeah. So I've done um, a lot of different astrology courses. So I, so I've, 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 you can say I've had a lot of mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm certified with, um, as an evolutionary um, astrology uh, chart reader and um and and with astrocartography i have done multiple courses of that as well um but i do think that like people that understand astrology it takes like a lot quicker for them to like figure out astrocartography because you the principles are still the same like the types of characteristics for each of the planets um kind of do relay um very easily to to astrocartography um but yeah um some place like there's like a lot of um like Martha Clark she is based in Ireland she does an astrocartography course that's really really good um and then um Dara Dubonnet she's in America she has like an astrogeography course that's all online and self-paced so you can like literally watch a load of videos of that like if that's your learning style um, but yeah, there's loads of places that you can find uh, you, and, and you can actually be astrocartographer, like certified with, with the Jim Lewis foundation, if, if that's okay. something you want to do. Yeah. Really interesting. I want to learn more about it. I don't feel naturally inclined to learn in depth about astrology. I have a general understanding, like I can look at a birth chart, but it's so interesting whenever I meet people that are able to just so well-versed in it. And I almost feel like you've done it before, you know, in other lives, like you, cause it's an ancient practice. Right. And I feel like you've probably done it before, you know, and that's why you're able to pick up so easily. And I don't know that that's the case for me. I'd rather consult a professional, but, um, you know, I do enjoy looking at the natal chart and I have a really challenging chart. I have a grand cross in my chart. So I I have some challenging aspects. And so I always like to hear like people's perspectives to know that I'm not doomed for life, you know? Well, I have a grand cross too. Oh, you do? Oh, very cool. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, it's not fun. It's not not a fun, but it's like, I think, um, the way the way I look at my, like, so when when I first learned about um, evolutionary astrology and like looking at all the aspects and everything and I was just like I just saw squares everywhere on my chart Mm -hmm. I'm like well this is great um the way the way my um my teacher uh explained it to me she was like your soul did not come here to mess around like you Mm -hmm. are here to challenge yourself so I think um that's what I love about astrology and human design and Enneagram and all of these like different practices they Mm -hmm. like give you the 
self-acceptance that like you know you are who you are and you come with here with these challenges and like forgive yourself for being human and also like you chose this like you Mm -hmm. you came here with this blueprint because you've had other experiences and so you you want to live this life in a particular way um in this life of the lane sometimes you wonder why why did I choose this (laughs) I think that the challenging aspects make for obviously they're challenging, but then when you, you finally kind of overcome those, it's, it's rewarding. So it took me yeah. a while to figure that out, but I am a fixed grand cross. So I tend to stay in situations just way too long. You know, I don't like <laughs> change. So for example, I stayed in my hometown most of my life, you know, out, outside of college should have left there way earlier in life, but I just kept going back. And so, yeah, I, I wish I had found astrology and astro cartography earlier in yeah. life, you know, yeah. um, I think it can be really yeah. helpful for people who are kind of going, you know, I work with people who are going through a spiritual awakening and it's just so helpful to get to know yourself better and yeah. look and look deep and say, okay, where am I headed? What's my purpose? And then where, what challenges was I facing in past lives? What, what have I left behind? And then I don't know if do you look at Chiron often. Yes. Either? I don't know. What do you think about that? Cause I'm, you know, I always like to hear people's opinions. They're all different. So, yeah. Okay. So I have, um, so I do, a, I, I do a, a reading. It's a recorded session. I just specifically on Chiron, um, because I find Chiron oh, so fascinating, Yeah, um, too. but it's very personal. And so I'm very mindful not to, like, I think when people are going on that journey of uh, discovering what they call wounders, sometimes they want to do that in a safe space. And, um, and so I do the record, I do it as a recorded session so they can listen to it, you know, by themselves. And, um, so Chiron, um, yeah, it being the wounded healer, I mean, you obviously know all of this stuff. So for me, I think the, 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 the thing that I love the most about Chiron is that it is a wound that we can self-heal and we can help heal others. And I do really like the, like, I like the message that Chiron has that like, you know, it's like, we're, it's like, we're so good at giving other people advice, but we don't listen to our own advice. Um, so it's like, that is what Chiron is for me. It's like, I'm great at giving other people like, oh, you know, you need to like do this and this is what's really going to help you. And then they're like, why aren't you doing that for yourself? Like, I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea why I'm not doing it for myself. Um, so Chiron is very interesting for me because my wound is in, um, it's in Taurus and um, it does feel like it's a self-worth or self-doubt. Um, and so I struggled um, re- like for a long time about whether I was going to be whether I was meant to be a mom or not is quite a big heavy topic right like mm-hmm. I really did struggle with it because I was like I just don't think I'd be good at that and I think it would be challenging and I'm not sure now my north node is in um, cancer so it's like I'm kind of really set up for being a mom like being the motherhood like, right that's nurturing that's right? a nurturing yeah. thing mm-hmm. so I, I went to visit my brother in Mauritius and um, and actually that's where I ended up getting pregnant and I released a lot of stuff going through going there and um, like old programming and like just way of thinking and stuff like that and when I went back and looked at astrophotography I was on a car online when that all happened oh, so that so like blew my mind um, so it can be healing to go to those places too, yes. where your Chiron so is. Yeah. That's, wow. That's fascinating. So, and I think, yeah. And you didn't do it consciously really. No, I didn't. No. Unconsciously. 
So I, my Chiron is in Gemini. I'm not sure how much you know about that. I haven't actually delved that much into Chiron, but because I feel like some astrologers don't look at it as much and some do. Yeah. So yeah. So wait, what house is yours in, in Gemini? Let's see. I have my chart pulled up just in case you had any questions. Chiron. Oh me. Oh my. Um, hold on a second. It is right at the cusp of the third and the fourth house, but it's in the fourth house. Okay. So um, your core wound in Gemini could, do you have any siblings? I do. I have a sister. I have one sister. And, and what's, what is your relationship like with her? We are not that close. I wouldn't say we're apart, like we don't dislike each other, but we're not that close. Um, so that's interesting that you caught that. Yeah. What is that? The core wound, some past. So, the core, so, so Gemini, like obviously is ruled by Mercury. So it's speaking, sharing your truth, mm-hmm. being heard, feeling like you're being heard. Um, like it, it, it could, and then being on the cusp, like third, fourth house could be, um, relationship with your, um, with your siblings or something at home, feeling like you either probably went from one, one, like route of going, like, I'm going to explain myself over and over again, because nobody's listening to what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to shout really loudly to be heard, or I'm going to like shut down and not share my truth because nobody's going to. That that would be me, the third. Yeah. (laughs) Growing up. Yeah, so I would say I can totally resonate with that core wound. I mean, me having started a podcast was like a really big step because growing up, there was no sharing my truth at all. Zero, like no voice at all. Still into my thirties, you know, it was really challenging for me. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And my sister, I don't know about the relationship with my sister since on the cusp, I'll have to explore that further because I do work with a energy healer and we haven't explored that yet, but that's, you hit it right in the nail on the head with my core wound. That's it right there. Yeah. So, so I think it's so interesting and yeah, so I love, I, I am like, yeah, I think Chiron can can offer us a lot. And like the best thing that I could say about Chiron is, yeah, your ability to help others is directly like your healing yourself first is directly impacted how you can help heal others. So, you know, you starting this podcast and helping heal yourself and going to an energy healer, all of these things that you're doing for yourself mm-hmm. is in turn healing somebody else. It's like, it's really good to help like it's like put your own mask on first look after yourself first yeah that's really beautiful I love that there's just so much insight in the birth chart and then laying that on the energy grid I can't imagine that's just so fascinating to me yeah so fascinating wow yeah well so what else would you like to share about what you do and your services do you have I assume you have a website um yeah so um yeah so my I'm I'm on Instagram called um the expat astrologer and my my website's the same expat the expat astrologer.com and yeah so I do evolutionary astrology readings I do astrocartography um map readings so we can go through we literally in in the 75 minutes we go through all of the lines and I try and be as thorough as I can I give you a lot of information um I don't know if you know human design are you yes I do I do and actually um 
I had someone on to do an intro to human design a couple months ago, and I okay. want to do like a second more deep dive, but are you also are familiar with? Yeah, so I, I'm, I've got a line one. So like mm -hmm. my investigator personality of just always doing all the research. So mm -hmm. I, I tend to go into a lot of detail um, in my, in my readings. Um, and yeah, so, and then I do Chiron and, and then I have repeat customers that will do transit readings or um, like business charts or solar return or um, blocking, like clearing blocks, you know, if they've got any blocks with mm -hmm. abundance or anything like clearing that. Clearing blocks is interesting. Tell me more about that, because I think that's, that's obviously a focus on the work that I do with clients and with money. It's like, really interesting to see that because we all have them I mean everyone has blocks to certain you know it could be blocks to you know abundance block scarcity it could be you know there's so many different ones but how do you see that in a chart are you looking for like square aspects or um, the so, yeah sometimes I'm looking for squares but it's also I think it's sometimes it's also just like you know giving you a chart reading for an hour like gives you a real like an overall sense of what everything is going on, but it doesn't really go deep into any particular um, science. So it's kind of like, think of like a therapy sessions or group coaching, like coaching sessions or whatever, one-on-one -on -one sessions where you're like each session we're uncovering more or learning more about you. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think um, is so great about, um, is, is so great about astrology. It's like you're continuously learning about yourself. So um, if you have like a block or, or you feel like you have a block, it sometimes is like just kind of reminding you of the things you do have that you can that can help like shift it for you. So um, people are so focused on the negative, like, oh, my God, this aspect in my chart is so bad, right? It's so bad. And then you're kind of like, but this aspect over here is really doing great things for you. Maybe we need to focus more energy on that instead of worrying about this bad thing that's you know mm -hmm. you feel is is holding you back um so you can so you would do you generally right would recommend a you know, general reading and then based on that the client can decide what they want to do next and dive deeper into a specific exactly. area chiron or astrocartography or yeah that's so fascinating i love yeah. the work that you do it has to be so rewarding to be it validated is. too with uh when you're telling people about their themselves and they're going oh my gosh how do you know that <laughs> yeah I do I love that I do feel like um yeah I feel like this was a definite calling and I think that um I think it's just yeah that self-love aspect that I love so much about it it's just like I I want people to feel like okay with being who they are instead of having to like oh you know like, don't look at that or, oh, you know, I'm struggling with this, whatever. It's just feeling that validation and, and hoping that I give that validation back to people is really great. Mm -hmm. And in human design, what are you a projector, manifest and generator, manifester? What's your type? I'm, a, I'm just a like bog standard generator. I'm okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Generators get a lot done in a day. So I'm always yeah. impressed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Productivity yeah. level of a generator because I'm a projector. So I'm. Oh, wow. You know, 
uh, very much like ebb and flow with my energy and how I work. So, and that's been a challenge in itself, like accepting that about myself, but human design has really helped me with that to realize, Oh, you know, I don't operate like everybody else in the world. So it's exactly, it's- I know. I think that's the thing is that like, yeah, cause I think what I read was that like most people are conditioned to be generators and like, there's not, you know, in like projectors and my daughter's a manifester and I'm like learning about her energy and she works completely different to me um and you know like I haven't actually ever met a reflector but I'm dying to have you I don't think that I have they are they must be rare um I I have a few people in mind that I think might be you know like I can look at when you start to really get into human design and astrology you meet somebody and go oh that person's a projector or a manifester I've gotten to that point with human design so I know a few people that I feel might be reflectors but I've never asked and I think it's so new a lot yeah. of people don't know, you know, they'd never yeah. explored human design, but that's why I, I enjoyed having a guest on to talk about it. But I love how it interplays with astrology and with it all does. of this. And it's just another perspective, another lens to look at yourself through and learn more about yourself. So it's Definitely. really interesting to me. And yeah, I haven't done Enneagram. That's a whole nother realm that I'm not familiar with yet. So yeah. Oh, geez. Like, sorry. I didn't like, well, now you're going to dive into that. Dive into that. <laughs> yeah, I probably really need to have somebody on the podcast to talk about that, but um, yeah, I'm an emotional projector. Three, five, three, five. Those are, that's the number. I don't know. I forget okay. what that means though. Um, <laughs> you probably know more about it than I do. No, I, I'm, I'm a one, three. I know what the three is. I don't know what the five is though. Oh, I think actually the five is like, Harder? isn't that something martyr I don't remember yeah, yeah three is the martyr a three is the martyr yeah but I think the five isn't that like an indicator of being a teacher or having like a you're a leader of some kind I think so that? yeah I think so but I just yeah I haven't delved into that level of depth Amazing. yet because it's just so much to learn yeah it is but I'm very interested in looking now at at where we moved in relation to my astrogeography. I'll definitely have to do that so yeah really grateful to have you on and and just teach us a little bit more about this and just give us an overview. And, um, you know, I hope that my listeners got some value from our conversation. And then if they, you know, are interested, they can reach out to you on your website and directly schedule a reading, correct? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, or I might just reach out to you and have you do a reading on me. I'd love to do your reading. Yeah. Yeah, Like I feel like now, yeah, just, yeah. So I don't know about you, but the first thing I wanted to do after I had this conversation with Meg was look up my chart on astro.com, schedule a session with her, explore all the things because there's just so many different areas you can explore when you get into your astrology and your natal chart. So I hope this was exciting for you and it kind of spurred something in you to explore yourself on a deeper level. And I also just want to reiterate that, you know, there is so much heaviness in the collective right now and it's going to continue but we have upgraded in a major level there's been this massive shift in consciousness just in the last month of may and a lot of people still don't really know what's going on and they're reacting and responding to these breadcrumbs to this bits and pieces of news that are not telling the full truth and they're not really able to put the puzzle pieces together and so i'd really encourage you to try not to react to what's happening, to what you're seeing on the media. 
because it's not the full picture. And there is so much light in the world right now being shared, being spread. We have to hold the highest frequency and we do that by using discernment and what we are consuming but also in how we're existing and going about in the world because we are living in this multi-dimensional plane and it's difficult to know what's truth and what's not and that's becoming even more muddled as we go through this year so spend time in nature spend time meditating spend time softening into your feelings really feeling the feelings that are arising as these dense energies are occurring on the planet and realize that it's going to be intense for a while put on your big boy panties because this is not over breathe it out feel it move your body and i will talk to you next week And if you feel called to share this medicine with other people, please share this podcast. Please send it to your friends. Please write a review, uh, like, follow me on Instagram. And um, I would be greatly appreciative of anything you do to share. Cheers.